0: My name is Chris Cherry. I used to be a spy.
1: My name is Brie Castellini. I used to be a sitting podcaster.
0: Okay, and this mm-hmm. is Burn Notice, a weekly rewatch of the USA television masterpiece Burn Notice about Michael Weston, a spy.
1: Throughout this podcast, we will be reading each episode on whether it is a an episode of television, B, a great episode of television, or C, a great episode of Burn Notice.
0: If you want to know what complicated calculations go into these ratings, wait until the end where we'll explain them. Also, if you or anyone you know knows Jeffrey Donovan, please get in touch. You can send questions, suggestions, compliments, and no criticism of any kind to Burn Notice Podcast at gmail.com or to our Twitter at at burn notice pod as always those are burn noticed with a d like burn notice the title of our show the exits are on the front and side of the aircraft please walk don't run (laughs) if uh in the event of an emergency bags of oxygen will fall from the thing please put your oxygen mask on yourself before helping sorry
1: excuse me miss miss stewardess from the what they're gonna fall from the what the bags (laughs) of oxygen that you said that there are (laughs) what what if what if mine Uh, what what if mine isn't inflated what if it's just like a limp bag is that okay is there
0: is my oxygen bag bad no it the bag may not inflate but trust me you will be getting oxygen
1: trust you you don't even know where it's coming from it's coming from the sky (laughs) the sky but we're falling out of the sky what if there's no sky left and i have no oxygen no that's fine can i have your oxygen
0: um yes you may
1: Cool. All right. I'm fine. All right. And yes, I am uh, comfortable with the, the what I need to do uh, because I am seated in an exit row.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Can I talk about this? <laughs> I just bought airplane tickets. Ah. Because uh, I'm going to fly back home to see my family because I haven't in like a while. And Yay.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah. Because like I am now like vaccinated. So, or will and definitely will be like fully vaccinated by the time I fly. And here's the thing about me as a person I will never ever ever sit on the exit row
1: I won't either but not because of you know the fact that I don't think I would be good in a crisis I think I'd be the hero that we all need much like Mark Wahlberg but I don't like sitting in the exit row because it's harder to, I don't think there's like you can access the seat underneath you like you can't have stuff in oh, like yeah, that makes your sense. in the way right and so like that means that you need double the overhead bin space Mm. if you're sitting in an exit row and like that's just not something that you can count on when you're getting on an airplane and i almost never check bags so i always have my shit with me so like i'm already like having to use the overhead for something and it would piss me off to not have access to all of my little things
0: right oh my god no totally i know what you mean but also just like i don't trust me in a crisis at all
1: yeah, that's fair. I also wouldn't trust you in a crisis. Did you exactly. get what I meant by the Mark Wahlberg thing?
0: uh no. Did he do that? No.
1: <laughs> You've never. Oh my God. So Mark Wahlberg at one point, uh, like was doing an interview and he said that he wished that he had been on one of the planes during eleven oh, right. because he- Oh my God! How could about that? <laughs> How could you forget about that? It's one of the like principal things about Mike Wahlberg.
0: A very great guy
1: who does hate crimes against Asians people and thinks he could have stopped 9-11.
0: Oh my god. It's kind of like, what was that thing that Cher said the other day?
1: Cher said something?
0: Yeah. Cher said something similar to that. I'm going to find it. While I'm looking this up, tell me about your standing desk situation or whatever it is that's going on. That (laughs) you mentioned. (laughs) That I think you wanted to talk about.
1: Sure. Yeah. So uh, last episode, I don't think that this is in the podcast, but uh, I had canonically made our notes for the episode a slightly larger text than usual. And Chris was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'll tell you next episode. Here's next episode. So I am recording this week's podcast while standing um, because I have learned that my cough is a little bit less when I am standing up because like there's less compression Um, so I thought maybe this would make my editing job easier if I was standing. What I also have at my availability during this standing desk podcast experiment, which frankly, for the record, I hate. Um, I also have a shot of whiskey next to me. and uh, many different kinds of drinks to try and lubricate myself but whiskey frankly is the only thing that has worked um so yeah i've been slowly but surely drinking several shots of whiskey as we do this podcast recording because it's the only thing that soothes my lungs long enough to let me talk that's such a like old west solution it's the only one that's worked i'm a medicinal alcoholic officially congratulations to me it's like the Reminds me, and like, i of hate it sweets. i fucking hate whiskey for the record <laughs> i love it i like love whiskey i
0: uh, it's like my main alcohol Um
1: uh, it tastes like straight gasoline but it feels nice and warm against my lungs um doesn't it just... hopefully by the next time we record i won't have a cough because as you all know i edit these podcasts and it's so fucking <laughs> annoying to have to edit out my coughing but uh, yeah. uh we'll no, but see
0: you just re- you reminded me of my like one of my favorite tweets ever. that's it's like it'd be, it. It would have been great to be an old timey doctor because like, you just made shit up. And someone's like, oh, I feel sick. Whatever, do cocaine about it.
1: <laughs> I've seen that tweet too. It's a very so, like, good a tweet. One.
0: But apparently, you didn't see the tweet that Cher said. Oh yeah, but,
1: what is the tweet that Cher said? The
0: tweet said? that Cher said was, and quote, all of this is all like capitalized, which is the way that Cher tweets. Not like yeah, in sure. all caps, but like all the words are capitalized. Sure. Um, or for the most part. Was talking with mom and she said, I watched the trial of the policeman who killed George Floyd and cried. I said, Mom, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I keep thinking. Maybe if I'd been there.
1: Oh, my God. I could have helped.
0: And I, just, I, and I just want to point out that the pauses that I put in that sentence are pauses. Are, the that periods? are, are Yeah, there are ellipses in this, like, tweet. Or, like, a bunch of them, because Cher tweets, like, an old person tweets. So, sure. like, she just puts, like, lots of, like, little, um, like, dots and ellipses. Because apparently this is a thing that people used to do and like, um, letters and uh, postcards. And, t- like, where, like, they would just put, like, a lot of extra, like, dots and ellipses. Like, I read this in a book that's actually really interesting. It's, like, a okay. really... Because it's a holdover from, like, early boomers from, like, the first time when people were casually communicating using text. Anyway, that's a weird sidebar. The point is, Cher said that.
1: Oh, boy. I think celebrities shouldn't be allowed to talk to us unless they're being scripted.
0: Right? I know. If, you know... I can't wait to be a celebrity,
1: so I don't have to talk for myself anymore. Right? If only Cher and Mark
0: Wahlberg had been in the right place at the right time... I don't think Mark Wahlberg would have helped that particular situation.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Mark Wahlberg was probably, like, egging the cop on. Yeah. That's kind of his vibe. Yeah. I mean, he, he make, he's actively making movies with Mel Gibson. So, like, that, oh dude, my God. that dude, like, cannot make a good decision to save his fucking life. No,
0: he cannot. I'm just imagining, like, like time travelers trying to fix things by sending them back in time, but getting it wrong. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Do you think Cher could stop
1: 9-11? Do you think Cher could stop Hitler?
0: I definitely think. Cher that could stop Hitler
1: (laughs) but Um, not 9-11 weirdly like I can't explain it but of the two more likely that she would stop Hitler
0: I mean like which is kind of weird because like at the turn turn of the millennium like Cher was having a good time because like Believe was huge on the charts Like, that that was a good time for Cher
1: (laughs) okay what episode are we talking about this week Chris Uh,
0: are we talking about an episode I think I'm just talking about Cher this episode this is another
1: share cast. Yeah, We're going to share what share, share tweets this week. Um,
0: this episode, uh, season five, episode six, "Enemy of My Enemy," aired on July twenty eighth, two thousand eleven. It's written by Jason Tracy and directed by Jonathan Frakes. Hi, John. Yep.
1: It uh, also includes a cameo by Jonathan Frakes. Wait,
0: did it? I missed that.
1: Yeah, it's at the very end. Um, he's the guy handing the gun to fake Michael Weston.
0: Oh, I didn't catch that. Mm hmm.
1: It's oh, in wow. the IMDb trivia, so I, I'll, I'll admit that I was que- queued up. But uh, but yeah, and you can definitely see that, that. that big old I'm mug.
0: Look at that again. That's hysterical.
1: I mean, he's he's the exact type of narcissist to want to make you an know. appearance.
0: Yeah, I was like, no, I got this. I'll do it. I want to be this bad guy. I don't know if Jonathan Frakes ever acts on this show, but he should late- come back later. Like, seasons later and make it clear that he is the same
1: person. <laughs> um, yeah, because continuity is really important to Jonathan Frakes.
0: Continuity is very important to this episode, it's which true. we will get into. Uh, but first, the premise, according to IMDb, is: Michael plays a heroin dealer from his past against Serbian mobsters, so that he can help the agency retrieve a stolen Predator drone. However, his plan threatens to put Sam in serious danger. Ooh. Ooh
1: yeah because like sam's never in danger normally during burn notice that was something that kind of was weird about this episode everyone's acting like michael weston is putting people in undue like potential harm and it's like have y'all not watched burn notice
0: yeah it's it is weird (laughs)
1: like yeah
0: this week they have decided to care about this
1: yeah but also specifically the women care about it yeah once again the women are here in service of the men yeah uh, as props at best yes um But it's a Jason Tracy episode. That's it's a Jason way
0: Tracy It's like that. I think like after watching last week's episode and seeing that this episode was a Jason Tracy episode, I was like prepared for the worst. And so I remember like watching it being like, oh this is fine.
1: This <laughs> yeah, it's definitely be. not as bad as it could be. Nobody fucking hates their be. wife this time. Yeah. So you wanna oh get into God. the weeds to really yeah, unpack this?
0: all right we start off like leaving right from where we left off and uh, the gang discusses what to do about the footage of not michael and decide that they got to go find this fake michael figure out what his deal is uh, meanwhile michael gets a call because pierce has a job for him pierce needs michael to steal a drone from an arms dealer who's going to sell it to the serbians so michael like climbs up a building it actually it looks really difficult, but also kind of fun the way he's climbing. because yeah, it looks building, like a jungle gym. <laughs> it was like a jungle gym. This is a jungle gym building. It was so wild, but he climbs up it um, and like gets the drop on like this arms dealer. But it turns out it's too late. The drone has already been sold, which like is fine. I was confused because I thought the drone was going to be in there. He thought the drone was at the hospital, at the hotel. Yeah. Or like, I wasn't sure if it was a hotel or what it was, but I was like, he's just climbing up there. How's he going to get the drone down?
1: Yeah, I think it was supposed to be that they they were going to get the information out of this guy. Mm. But it turns out that no, instead of finding a drone in the hotel room or information, he finds a million dollars.
0: A million dollars. Because, yeah, the drone has been sold. Uh, in the next scene, Pierce is pissed because the CIA wants to make a move to get the drone back from the Serbians, but will that will get an undercover asset killed. She then explains her entire backstory. <laughs> like,
1: it's really very tragic. Quickly.
0: Like, she does not know Michael that well. But she's like Mm-mm.
1: And kind of thinks that he's a murderer, maybe. Although I apparently don't... not anymore. She no, like immediately think, like, trusted him to investigate on his own, and now is just like, "Here's what the entire thing about me."
0: Yeah, the weird thing is that like she's introduced in her first scene as like kind of suspecting Michael, and then immediately stops suspecting Michael. And it yeah, so, clear I, what like,
1: what kind of fucking CIA bloodhound is she? Unless yeah, I guess Michael gave her cheese, and now she loves him. Yeah, but the thing is that
0: like I, I think she plays this character better than like blood hard ass. Yeah, hard ass. Like, I think they're leaning into what works with her. So like, it's good. But yeah, she explains that it's very personal to her because she had another asset that got killed because the company like meddling and he got killed one month before they were set to get married. And so I feel like it's
1: probably kind of unethical to date one of your assets.
0: It seems super unethical, but no one seems to care. Like, nope, that's never questioned at all whether or not it was good that she was doing that. Okay, here's what I was never clear about whether this was an undercover agent? If this was like, I think a it snitch. was an
1: ash I think it was like a, a whistleblower snitch asset.
0: Yeah, it seems weird that she was dating a snitch.
1: I mean, I guess technically Michael is dating an asset. Fiona used to be just part of his cover. I
0: mean, yeah, that's true. That does ha- I'm sure that happens when he used to be a spy. So yeah her fiance died and this now this thing that is going to happen is very similar so she's very upset about it michael tells her that he can find the drone and her ad set can stay safe no one has to die she's like okay as long as you're still like getting on that thing with the security camera footage i still need that and it's like no yeah sure but also i'm gonna do this thing for you don't worry about it don't you worry i'll get that drone back so the gang stakes out the the Serbians at the bar that the Serbians hang out at. and discuss Yeah, we even had
1: family. a lot of those recently, the bar that people hang out at. I know, it was kind of nice.
0: Even though it looks like Carlitos.
1: Because <laughs> it's probably, almost certainly, Carlitos.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be funny if like it turned out the Serbians just hung out at Carlitos, but they never noticed? It's like, no, we always eat out on the deck. So this is the plan. They don't have enough manpower to take on the Serbians. So Michael's like, what we're going to need is another army. So... We get, like, another army and play them against this army. And then in the chaos, we will take the drone. The way they get an army is by putting the Serbians in the crosshairs of Carmelo, the second biggest heroin smuggler in Miami, from all the way back in the season one finale.
1: I recognize the actor. I don't remember at all what his deal was. What was his thing?
0: Okay, yeah, I had to look it up because it's been so long. So, like, you remember in the season one finale where, like, if I remember correctly michael was going after like a military guy
1: wasn't the season one finale where management killed toby ziegler in front of him
0: um i think that was after like that's part of it but like that wasn't the case of the week because there was still a case of the week got it and that was like because it was like a two-part case of the week where like they had like they were doing a case and like the episode before and then like it went bad and so now there was like a bad guy remember because like Michael got in that fight that was like disappointing.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Oh, I just remember being very disappointed by that fight.
1: Yeah, I he don't remember at all what Doesn't happens matter. in the burn notice season one finale. All I they remember have... is that he drives his car into a semi truck in the middle of a big bridge.
0: I don't remember that. But I thought you do. I thought that point... was the
1: whole thing. Like the final shot was like this big long bridge over the ocean. Oh, semi truck. Like Sorry. Dr-
0: I was. I was imagining him driving into the side of a semi-truck, like, crashing No, out. no,
1: no, no. Like, literally, he, he penetrates the yeah. uh, the semi-truck yes, with yes. his charger. Exactly. He charges up in there. Yeah. No, I do remember that. In that yeah, episode, so what is Carmelo's thing?
0: In that episode, they're basically doing this, they were basically doing the same plot that they're doing here, where Carmelo's got a bunch of guys. So, like, Michael, like, went up to him. He went into the bar where he hangs out. With, like, a dead man switch. Remember? Like, he was like. Vaguely. They were in a club, and then, like, Carmelo was there in the club, and he was, like, behind a curtain? It was really weird.
1: And it. And what I is the plot? It, what is the plot, Chris Cherry?
0: The point is, and I remember at the time that it never mattered. Carmelo never <laughs> mattered, which I think makes it hysterical. Anyway, he's back. I only remember this because I went and looked it up. Like, if I was watching this live, I definitely would not have remembered at all
1: all I remembered was second biggest heroin dealer in Miami yeah. I remember that tagline because it's a very funny
0: like, it is a very and that's why they make sure to who's say who's the it number
1: one because heroin that's dealer?
0: like the only thing that's memorable about the character
1: Well, the actor is like a famous guy but like yeah, what, yeah, he's a character actor. Do, we he's know, like, do we know who the number one heroin dealer in Miami is I don't know because it's not fucking sugar who is also in this episode
0: who's also in this episode oh, we'll get to sugar <laughs> um but anyway so the plan is that they're going to steal heroin from Carmelo and then like Sam is going to get caught and then Sam is going to like lead Carmelo to the Serbians and say like they're the ones who took your drugs like that's the plan
1: Yeah, Sam's going to be like a fake witness to what happened to point him towards the Serbians because then with Carmelo's resources, he will lead them back to where the Serbians are keeping the drone and hopefully be like a big enough distraction that they can run in, extract Sam and the drone and get out clean. Without anyone knowing importantly that the CIA is doing this. For some reason, the CIA can't be known to be meddling. I think actually I read a review on IMDb. The only review of this episode is a one star and it's that it's uh, there's like a a rule that the cia can't do operations on u.s soil <laughs> and he's like this doesn't make any sense this is this show is not on my watch list anymore oh my but god! but maybe that's it maybe it's because the cia is like technically not allowed to oh, like hey, do stuff honey, on american soil
0: honey honey the cia is definitely doing shit on american soil
1: i mean yeah <laughs> but, but like i'm not saying you, I'm, I'm just I'm, calling,
0: try- I'm talking to the imdb reviewer
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. no i got you i'm just saying i i was confused why they couldn't be officially involved in reclaiming this drone yeah like the serbians can't know that the cia is involved or something like that
0: no yeah it's definitely like something like that i think also because like the cia can't be involved because like the thing that michael is doing is like illegal like like the whole point of like using michael is that he's not bound by regulations so like, I mean,
1: I think it, that's part of it. But I also think that the whole thing is that they got to keep the CIA's name yeah, out of the mouth.
0: Exactly. Um, anyway, this is the whole plan. But first, they have to find out where Carmelo stashes his drugs. Sophie has to go talk to Sugar. She interrupts his chance at what looks like a three-way.
1: <laughs> although you
0: don't know why. <laughs> He's, like, talking to these two women and, like, she does the old faithful trick of, like, implying that he has some sort of disease and that, like, works. Of course. And then uh, asks about Carmelo's stash and then Sugar says that you don't want to rip off Carmelo because he will suck the marrow out of your bones and then talks about it for a bit. He talks a lot more about bone marrow than you would think for for, like, an episode of Burn Notice, especially from Sugar, but, like, he gets very colorful with it. But he does tell them where the stash house is. He says, "Like, no, you can go if you want. Like, everyone knows because everyone knows you don't steal from Carmelo." And then V is like, "Well, someone's gonna." <laughs> anyway, so Sam and Michael get a Pierce to get a listening device, and she hates this whole plan. She does not want to get like Sam caught or whatever. Um, but she does um, she does requisition a listening device for Sam, and then says, Monero's gonna love this. And Sam tells Michael that Monaro is a CIA guy who does not love Sam. And it was like, in mess, kind of involved in some of the shit that got Sam kicked out. Pierce brings Sam some glasses that have like a listening device on them. And Sam says that he thinks that uh, Chuck Finley can pull them off. And then Pierce, I think, has this really good bit where she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, she's not giving a shit about Chuck Finley, <laughs> 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 which I enjoyed. And then tells sam to leave because she wants to talk to michael alone she wants to know what's going on with security footage and he tells her that it it can happen faster if she gives him facial recognition software so they steal the drugs and make sam look he got look like he got grazed by a bullet so when Carmelo arrives, Sam stackers out and says that he was hired by some Serbians to drive a tow truck and then got double-crossed. And a very angry Carmelo shoves him into a car. He's very angry. This is his character trait. So <laughs> well, I, listen- I
1: mean, I ima- like I bet there's part of him that's probably mad because, like, of course he's been, you know, robbed, which is not yeah. great. But he also got robbed f- through his own hubris. And I bet that can't feel good.
0: Oh, totally. No, I partially mentioned this because, like, I was looking at the Burn Notice Wiki article for this character to try to remember what his deal was. The Burn Notice Wiki, like, makes a point of saying, in his first episode, he didn't seem particularly angry because it, well, he was not in a situation that would cause him to be angry. But when we see him again in this later episode, he's much <laughs> angry. Like, 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 there's this weird thing, like, trying to figure out whether or not, ang- like, anger is, like, Carmelo's core trait. <laughs> like, I don't, it was... Such a weird aside. Oh my god. Um, if you want, you could look, look up Carmelo's Bernadette's Wiki article, because it's very good. But the point is, in this episode, he's an angry boy, and he shoves Sam into his car. So, like, Carmelo, do you know who I am, Sam? And Sam freaks out and says, oh, you're Carmelo. I would never done anything if I knew they were ripping out Carmelo. Carmelo's, like, a bad guy who sucks bone marrow. I would never... Uh, Carmelo threatens to kill him and Sam convinces him that he can help find the Serbians and make sure they don't get away with robbing Carmelo because then if people know that you can rob Carmelo, more people will do it. Meanwhile, Michael, Fee, and Jesse are listening in thanks to the glasses and Michael eats a yogurt. (laughs) And while eating this yogurt, he explains that they need Jesse to convince the Serbians that Carmelo is their enemy, which leads to, I think, a very fun scene in which Jesse plays a drug addict (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, like,
0: it's, it's good. It's like definitely like on coke or something. Almost certainly on coke.
1: He's uh, like eating food off their plates. He's yeah. like twitching. He keeps acting like somebody's touched him when nobody is anywhere near him.
0: Yeah, he explains that he overheard his drug dealers saying that like Carmelo was coming for the Serbians or whatever. It's like it's like one beat. Like not a lot actually happens in it. Just that little piece of information gets communicated. But it's a really fun scene.
1: Yeah, it's I a like, good use of an exposition scene and is what is. I was looking for out of last episode. Right, exactly.
0: It was really fun and I enjoyed that. And it's immediately followed by another great scene that's basically the same thing. Because Fee and Madeline are going to go to the county clerk's office because they want to like use the county clerk's driver's license photo database to find people who look like Michael to figure out who this double is. Oh, but wait, first, really
1: quickly, before you before you go into detail on this scene, one of the yeah. pieces of information that they seem to have about this Michael Weston lookalike is that his birthday. How did they get that?
0: Here's the thing. I was confused about this, too. But I don't think that's the point. I think the point is that, like, they have, they want to look at an age range.
1: Well, no, they but they didn't even say a date. No, no, they no, just I know. said, like, March 4th. So I know. how but are they looking at that the like, age range?
0: Because their cover story is that they're looking for a specific person and they know how old he is. So they, they want to be able to make sure that the database can sort, like, based on age.
1: Okay, because I, I, I was like, this is not... How did they I get was, this I information? was also
0: confused about this. It took me to, okay. like, like, because this, pl- this part of the plot is not very well explained. So it I didn't quite get what was going on until we saw them actually do it in a later scene.
1: Got it. Okay, so yeah. I wasn't missing something. They just explained it badly. They just
0: explained it badly, yes.
1: Cool, cool, cool. So please continue. What do Madeline and Fiona do?
0: So yes, they go into this like county clerk's office that Fee that Fee is scouted and she knows exactly who to talk to because apparently there's this like nice woman who works at the county clerk's office who uh, has a daughter and is very sweet and so Fee and Madeline go in pretending to be a southern mother and daughter and if I like Fee has a man who's done her wrong
1: mm-hmm. and, and she he, don't she don't even know his name but he had a she, real nice car
0: yeah uh I think she has like she's like. He said his name was Dave. And Madeline's <laughs> yeah. like, he said a lot of things, honey. <laughs> or like something along those lines. Like, yeah. And they don't know where he is, but he's run off and they want to find him. Well, because
1: It's not just that she's been done wrong. It's he emptied her bank account. That's so right. So it's like.
0: I couldn't remember what had happened. But like the important thing is a man done them wrong and they need help to find to find him. They said the police have not been helpful. They want to look at like photo IDs to find out what his name is. And yes, they have an age for him, which I think, again, is so they can get an age range. And the, Well, no,
1: but again, did they say the date? I thought they just said, like, March 4th or something. Well, did yeah, they because have a- they
0: can't say, like, they can't say, we want to look at all the, like, people who are, like, around this age. I mean, they could have, but, like... Yeah, I was
1: just going to say, they absolutely could have. So I don't know have, if your explanation but, like, makes sense.
0: I think that, like, that made them seem less suspicious, I think, is the theory. That, like, if they have a very specific reason why they're, like looking for a specific age range like that's why
1: do you well, think it's michael's I mean, birthday presumably we, we they michael's wouldn't be birthday. looking for a specific age range because it is and it's not michael's birthday we know when michael's birthday is it's june 11th
0: that's right of course <laughs> yeah i knew you remembered anyway but i think that's why that's it's my also the day
1: that i moved to new york city so it's a it's a twofer for me
0: i don't yeah <laughs> it's never quite explained so i'm assuming that is what it is Because they make a point of, in the later scene, saying, I can search a specific age range, like, and so I think that's why. Um, And this was just their way of trying to get that. But yes, and the county clerk says she is sufficiently moved by their story and acting and accents and says to come back Saturday and she will help them, despite the fact that, like, she's not technically allowed to do that, but it's fine. They're just so Southern. Anyway, so Carmelo drives Sam out to the Serbian's hideout, where Fee and Michael are waiting to start a fight. Michael shoots at one of the Serbians, uh, which leads to a confrontation between Carmelo and the Serbians, in which Carmelo kidnaps one of the Serbians, which creates a much bigger problem, because now the Serbian is going to blow Sam's cover. Also, at this point, I do believe there was a thing that happened in an earlier scene involving a sniper rifle, because there seems to be a runner going on about, like, different people being better at the sniper rifle
1: oh like, yeah there's a well so i don't think that there was actually a scene earlier that involved fee the The earliest scene we have for sniper is that the, in the cold open michael makes it look like a sniper has shot because when the guy is drawn out of the hotel room the guy that yeah. n- sold the drone he would be using a long-range weapon which would be easier to like disarm him from um but I don't think that there's a i at least i didn't notice a specific runner before this moment where fee was like i want to take the shot and then michael just makes like a perfect sniper shot and fee's kind of irritated that she didn't actually get to do any shooting exactly i think it was more based on that but i don't know maybe we both missed something
0: else i i kind of thought there was a runner before this and i missed it it kind of it it felt like a second beat sure like not a first beat it felt like a heightening but like yeah this, this is this seems to be a pattern in the episode where like things are not being set up properly anyway though now sam is fucked because the serbian's gonna tell on him like carmelo's this guy is being tortured and sam is trying to find out more but it looks like his cover hasn't been blown quite yet michael and fee listen in but fee wants to go in for sam now she's like no like this is fucked and like i do like that fee is really worried about sam
1: that is cute i don't I enjoy believe it <laughs> I yeah I don't understand why they're like why this is the one that they're like no Sam's in dangerous like you guys are literally constantly in life or death situations what are you talking about
0: it does feel weird like I appreciate again like the last few weeks it does seem like this season they're trying a little bit harder for there to be like arcs to the episode like for episodes to be about things which I appreciate but they're kind of doing it badly
1: no they're like little little lambs they're just starting to walk they're little babies It's just little Um, babies trying to learn to walk.
0: He wants to go in for Sam. And I actually had a big problem writing notes for this episode because I kept writing, like, Sam when I meant Michael because normally the situation is reversed. Yeah. Like, it's normally, like, Michael that's in the thing. Uh, Michael says, like, they can't just go get Sam. They'll blow his, like, Sam can do it. But if need be, they can get, they can get Pierce to give them the agency's help because, like, this is sort of an agency case, sort of. Uh, but Fee is still just pissed that this is even happening, even though this is kind of their modus operandi. And Pierce is also pissed, but not as pissed as Monar- Monaro and his buddy, who doesn't get a name.
1: No, he has a name.
0: I don't remember his name. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but he they are those two CIA agents from the fall of Sam Axe.
1: This was kind of cute. And since we, especially since we know that the, the little girl is coming back too. As well. I like, like that they've made it like fully canon and are bringing those folks back. Yeah,
0: like it's like, it's a, it's a prequel for um for Sam, but it's also setting up stuff they want to do in the next season, and I think that's really fun. It's Matt
1: Bailey is the other guy, so it's uh, Bailey and Monaro.
0: Bailey and Monaro. but yeah, and I like how like they have these guys come back in the same episode. That they bring back like a season one bad guy, it's a very cont- continuity heavy episode of Burnettas. Anyway, these guys hate the fact that Sam is involved. They hate Sam for frankly good reason but michael wants to know if they'll help sam if things go south but like they're like no but although pierce does say that she will try to do what she can but like the rest of the cia is like not gonna help carmelo slaps the shit out of sam and tells him that the serbian guy says that there is a place in the marina that they're keeping stuff at but it's weapons not heroin and he's never heard of sam sam is lying and so carmelo puts a gun to sam's head while Michael, Fee, and Jesse listen in and try to decide if they need to call the cavalry. Um, but Sam is able to talk his way into interrogating the Serbian guy himself.
1: And we know Sam Axe loves, loves an interrogation. It.
0: Although he's kind of to play a character here, so it's hard to know if he can still, like, really go to town like he wants to, because he has to be in character. Sure. Uh, anyway, so... Madeline Fee go back to the county clerk's office and use the facial recognition software that they got from Pierce to find a guy who looks sufficiently like Michael that he could have been the double. Um,
1: I'm surprised that they managed to get, like, one guy out of this. Like, that they and, didn't end up with, like, a list of, like, eight guys that they have to go run down.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess they wanted to get through this quickly. And, like, there is a beat where, like, at first there's, like, a lot of guys
1: well it's one thing to like start with the like the starting point sorting but like the fact that they manage just like jesse's program in the last episode manages to narrow it down to one phone call slash one guy like they don't even do any additional investigating seems a little sus seems a little convenient it seems to be like
0: a theme that if like the equipment comes from like a agency with money then it is magic
1: and why do they mean michael weston
0: because michael weston like doesn't have rules or he, has his he own also doesn't
1: rules. have money to do the stuff way faster
0: but like he doesn't have to apply all paperwork he doesn't have to file yogurt requisition forms
1: God, can you imagine just, like the expense reports that Michael Weston turns in at the end of like when he used to work for the CIA? And they're like, why is your food budget so high? Like you taking yourself out on like expensive dinners? And he's like, no, I just needed a lot of yogurt for my steakouts, And I can't get the good kind of yogurt in this weird country I'm in. So I had to import it from the US.
0: Yeah, that's where the good yogurt is.
1: <laughs> America first. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways.
0: But yes, while they're doing this, Uh, Fee tells Madeline about how Michael got Sam in trouble, and now Madeline is also pissed. Michael and Jesse listen in as Sam interrogates the Serbian guy while Carmelo watches. But the Serbian guy remains firm that he has no idea who Sam is, and that Sam is lying, and this is all bullshit. Sam sees a motel key with the Serbian guy's things and tells Carmelo that... If if you go to that motel, you'll find drugs or drug paraphernalia and also some blueberry yogurt. I was there. I saw it. Which means that Jesse and Michael need to beat Carmelo to this this hotel room and plant a bunch of
1: stuff. Yeah, and the Serbian guy is, like, so sure that they're not going to find blueberry yogurt in his hotel room that he's like, yeah, this is my hotel. I'm in room 4B. Like, it'll be fine. Like, Like, uh, this guy's a liar.
0: Yeah, he says, like, exactly where to go so that, like, Michael and Jesse can hear it. But yes, and they do, they get there just in time. Like, Sam is to sell a little bit, but, like, just in time, Jesse gets in and plants a bunch of stuff, and including yogurt containers, and now Carmella believes that Sam is telling the truth, and I think he shoots the Serbian guy.
1: Yeah, I, they, they shoot him off camera. Yeah. But it's implied that this is fine, because he's a bad guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So Carmelo decides that he needs to get his drugs at the marina, because that's where they are, and he's not letting go of Sam until he gets them, which means that Sam's about to head head headfirst into a firefight. Meanwhile, Pierce and Michael demand that the two CIA chuckle fucks from Follow Sam X extract Sam, but they are not budging. They're like, well it sounds like a bunch of these dudes are gonna like kill each other and then afterwards we'll go in and get the drone that'll be so much easier lower profile for the cia and they're like but sam will die and it's like yeah but fuck that guy <laughs> did you not see the fall of sam hacks
1: he tied us he kidnapped us he tied us up he got us into a gunfight
0: yeah seems like his thing it seems like karma's a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and it's especially going to be a problem because like the drugs aren't there it's just a drone and carmela is not going to be happy so Carmelo drives to the marina. There's a big firefight. Meanwhile, Michael swims over to like this dock or whatever where the, where the. Drone oh, yeah, because this
1: warehouse is on the docks. That's what the yeah. Serbian guy told them about, like the stash house. Yeah, the, the um, marina. Yeah. Really quickly. Don't they have a submarine? What happened to the submarine?
0: Yeah. But like transporting a submarine is like a bitch
1: well then what's the po- where's their submarine docked why do they do
0: want a, to know why, they, why do we go through so much trouble to get a
1: fucking submarine where the fuck what? is their submarine where is the submarine hashtag where is the submarine
0: hashtag where is the submarine get that trending burn daddies <laughs> anyway but yes michael swims over to like the warehouse or whatever to extract sam while fee and jesse watch from a distance and they're sharing a sniper rifle and are talking about nature documentaries. This like like, where, like, Jesse's, like, oh, watching the two bad guys shoot each other. It's like, man, this is, like, the nature doc- documentary where the snake eats the other snake. I hate that. And then he's like, I love those. <laughs> those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. And then, like, they, get, they kind of, like, share the sniper rifle and each one, like, gets to shoot something and it's cute. Anyway, Carmelo discovers that they're, the drugs aren't there, but there is a big old drone and he's about to kill Sam, but then Michael shows up gives him an offer. The cops are on their way, but Michael's CIA contact can get him out clean if he surrenders. However, if he runs, a sniper is going to shoot him, at which point Jesse, getting his turn on the sniper rifle, shoots a frowny face into the wall.
1: It's so funny. There's no it's way he so got that good. many shots off that fast, but it's so funny. <laughs> it's a very good moment. I do want to say really quickly that you skipped over, like, Michael's opening line. Basically, uh, Carmella turns to Sam and he's like, who the hell are you? And Michael's like, he's a friend of mine. And he goes, "Ugh, Michael Weston. And, like, that's how the it, the whole thing kind of goes down. Um, yeah. And I like that. Like, that's my best friend. He even calls him his best friend in the... um Aww. I like that Michael and his mom have the same best friend. Can we talk about how fucking cute that is?
0: That is incredibly cute. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. That's so good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like normally on shows like this, that happens because like people on TV only ever hang out with like four people. But I do love it.
1: And it feels earned in this. Like, cause I it feel like Sam earned. has a totally different relationship with both Michael and his mom because yeah. he sort of is in between their ages. Like he's, I don't, I think he's, he's, I don't think he's closer to either of them in age necessarily. So like he has a foot in each of their corners and like, he likes doing old people stuff with Madeline and just like hanging out as like the older people. But you know, he likes doing fun spy stuff and you know, boy things with his friend, Michael.
0: Yeah, I enjoy that. Anyway, so a very pissed off Carmelo agrees to Michael's terms, but tells him that he'll kill him if he sees him again, which is the thing that he said last time.
1: And Michael's like, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Get in line, bud.
0: The CIA chuckle fucks are pissed that they have to deal with Carmelo, but Pierce tells them that it's the right play. They ask for the glasses back, but Sam says he lost them. (laughs) But it turns out he does still have them, though as we find out in a conversation with uh, Sam and Michael in in a scene later in which Michael says that Sam owes him one, but also Michael owes Sam 50.
1: Well, so basically he starts out by kind of apologizing. He's like, hey, Sam. And uh, Sam goes, hey, I know. And Michael's like, what? I was just gonna say that you owe me one. And Sam laughs and he goes, but I owe you 50. And it's a very sweet little exchange that I think you really sanded over by just recapping it that way.
0: Oh, hey, hey, Brie. Yeah? Hey, Brie, Bri Castellini, my friend.
1: My sweet, my sweet dear girl. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you better watch yourself. You're about to be fully vaccinated. I'm coming for you.
0: I'm trying to like, ew. I'm trying to get through this episode. God damn it.
1: <laughs> God damn it. All right. What happens next?
0: Michael meets Fee and Madeline to get a file on the guy who was Fake Michael, but they're not forking it over without first chewing him out for being reckless and not putting his friends first. However, once he agrees that he'll probably try to do that, maybe, and they've said their piece, <laughs> they give up the info on Fake Michael, whose real name is Jacob Starkey, and he has no criminal record. And they think he probably didn't even know what he was doing. He's probably just a guy.
1: Also, is this guy Michael C. Hall or not Michael C. Hall? Is it Michael? Mm-hmm. Is it Dexter? Is this Dexter? It's not Dexter. It kind of looks like Dexter.
0: I mean, like a little bit. In a way that, like, a lot of white dudes look like that.
1: And at at first I was like, did they just get that guy because they were both shooting stuff in Miami?
0: (laughs) Well, I know, like, I mean, Dexter, was Dexter still in the air at this point? I don't think so, was it?
1: Dexter was probably still in the air. Hang on, let me check. Let me check.
0: I don't know. The idea of Dexter happening in the 2010s seems wrong to me.
1: Apparently, it technically goes till twenty twenty one because I think there is some kind of like revival. Oh, they're doing out. a
0: new thing. Oh, yeah, it's going I forgot terrible. about that.
1: But hang on, when when was the proper season? Oh
0: my god, how many seasons were
1: there?
0: We all agree that Dexter was bad, right?
1: <laughs> I liked Dexter for a while. I I, mean, I never saw the end of it, so yeah, I
0: didn't like the the first couple of seasons of Dexter are fine. I think if Dexter ended during season, like at the end of season four, it would be remembered much more fondly. Even though the fact that, like, it was Dexter was definitely okay. still in the
1: air Dexter was on the air uh, Officially until 2013 Until oh this God. most recent season
0: But yeah no it's just it's some guy And it turns out he might not be so like Helpless or harmless or whatever Because Michael and Sam stake him out And they catch him buying Like an illegal gun Like he's not just from going to Jonathan a gun Frakes. store Yeah Shady Jonathan
1: Frakes Is Jonathan selling illegal Frakes. weapons <laughs>
0: Oh my god. And that's how the episode ends.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, I think that this is a more... In- like, even though it's almost certainly going to be related to his fucking burn notice again, like, I do think that this plot of, like, Michael being framed, but, like, in real time, and not just framed through paperwork like management did, but, like, now is being framed by a lookalike, I think this is interesting. I like the doppelganger angle, and I'm no, interested to see too. where they go with it.
0: I'm also interested in it. I think, like... It seems like they're kind of finally figuring out how to do season arcs, because like, like last season had a much more coherent kind of season arc, mm-hmm. than it did and it before. all worked for
1: us, and it all made sense, and like yeah. we knew the people that were going into it, and we weren't just like introduced to them, you know, in the final episode, like oh, I've been the big bad all along.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I like this too. Like, I think it's better to like have something more specific going on than mm-hmm. just and like, something that's Michael's more tangible.
1: exactly exactly like that's why i made the distinction of he's being set up in real time rather than just like some paperwork came through that said he did some bad stuff (laughs) it's like this time it's like we're watching them lay the pipe as they're going and you know michael's trying to disassemble it for like just behind them and i think that that's a way more active plot line and definitely way more interesting to watch
0: exactly i feel like the first three seasons it was always kind of vaguely the same which was like shadowy organization fucks with mike there's a shadowy organization messing with michael and i think partially because like they had to keep the organization shadowy they couldn't talk too much about it
1: and it didn't feel quite as personal to michael weston it even didn't. though michael weston was our like protagonist it never felt personal this time like they got a yeah. guy that looks like him this exactly. is like so and like, much more season, interesting like
0: he had this very personal connection to jesse like like yeah it just feels like they're doing they're doing like a different kind of storytelling and it's much better yeah i agree
1: let's talk about some spy tips though let's talk about some spy tips
0: all right when confronting an armed enemy the big question is what weapons they're bringing to the fight trick your enemy into bringing the wrong weapon and you've got the advantage if someone thinks they're taking fire from a sniper for example they'll choose something long range with a long barrel which won't do you much good in close combat
1: Yeah, I thought this was smart, especially because like in the specific context that he's grabbing the gun from the guy, what helps is that it's not like a little gun where if he grabs it, he's also grabbing his hands and like they might you know struggle. Like this is a long-barreled gun that he can use the leverage from to get it out of his hands. I thought that was great. It's not like it's very rare that there's a cold. Yeah, (laughs) it's also interesting uh, that we had a good tip in the cold open because almost usually the first spy tip is like some bullshit. Like being a spy is boring.
0: Yeah, it's always, like, it's scene setting. But, like, this one is actually a tip.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I liked it.
0: All right. For a spy, one of the most useful contacts in the criminal underworld is the small-time drug dealer. Their work demands that they stay informed about their rivals, their suppliers, the police, and any other bad guys who might be operating in the area. I'm pretty sure we've had this before, but I wasn't quite sure.
1: I don't know if we've had this specific, like, this is why it's useful to have this specific kind of contact.
0: Right okay cool next one the key to robbing an armed transport is to stop the vehicle without putting the guards on the defensive shooting a tire can cause a blowout without arousing suspension suspicion but it takes a gifted sniper to hit a, mo- a target moving 40 miles per hour that was this the is other yeah sniper
1: <laughs> we both at the same time were like oh yeah
0: i knew there was another one
1: because yeah michael does say in the cell phone scene he's like what a cell phone is, is slightly smaller target than a tire
0: yeah, that's it. That's the bit that they're doing.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: <laughs> Alright, cool.
1: And yeah, were, this is that's if useful. You were yelling at us
0: about that earlier. We got there.
1: Yeah. Listen to the whole the whole episode, Chuckleheads.
0: Alright. Um now I'm pretty sure a sniper rifle makes a lot of noise.
1: Well, no, like the whole thing about snipers is that they're like silenced. Like a silenced long range weapon is Are like, they? A, silenced? a sniper's like a sniper's whole thing is that they're supposed to be incognito.
0: I mean, like, but the thing is, like, once they start shooting at you, you know there's a sniper. The point of, like, a sniper is not to, like, shoot, like, a bunch. If you're a sniper, you you've never played a... Hitman. That's fair. I haven't.
1: And I know Have you the talked about my game thing game with Hitman? Hitman? No.
0: What's your how... thing with Hitman? Okay. So, Hitman the video game exists. It's about uh-huh. an assassin who is bald.
1: Yes. And has um, a barcode on the back of his head. And the barcode on the back of his head. For some bullshit lore
0: reason. I they made a movie of it and oh, the did. movie I about that. stars timothy oliphant and that was the first time that i ever heard of timothy oliphant because i never really watched um deadwood or whatever like when it aired like this is my intro- my introduction to timothy oliphant was him getting cast in the movie hitman about a assassin who's bald so for years i kind of just assumed that timothy oliphant's default was bald And then, like, I started seeing him in things, and he had hair, and I was like, oh, I guess he's not always bald.
1: And this is your thing about the video game Hitman?
0: (laughs) Yes, it made me think that Timothy Oliphant is bald.
1: A crime but no i think okay so there are two things first of all definitely there are sniper weapons that are silenced like that's the whole thing but this uh, other part of it is that the other benefit of a sniper is that the gunshot sound is far enough away that like more than likely what they heard was just their tire blowing out and that was the prevailing sound
0: that makes sense well do you like this tip yeah all right cool that's three establishing a cover as a drug addict Ah. isn't glamorous but it has its advantages People don't expect addicts to be rational, so they don't question their motives. Nothing explains an unwanted intrusion like quite like the impression that you're high as a kite.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You like this? Yeah, it's fine. I think we probably had some version of this before, but I like this scene a lot. I'm going to give it to him.
0: Cool. The most advanced computer is worse at identifying faces than a newborn baby. Unless a photo is taken straight on under direct lighting, facial recognition software is nearly worthless. Fortunately, driver's license photos are taken straight on under direct lighting for exactly that reason. Now, do you think this is still true?
1: I don't know. I don't. Like, I mean, here's the thing: is that I think that what we assume. Well, no. I, I was about to say, like, you know, what we can assume is high tech is not something that's available to the public, but like Facebook can absolutely identify me in the back, like in a photo in the background of another photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is true anymore, but like, does right. that, does, does, does that preclude I, I feel like it we've for had this discussion useful? before. Cause like, it's not Berno's like, fault that it didn't look 10 years into the future. Exactly. Like it's not it's Berno's the... fault that camera phones are actually quite high quality now. And so back then and they needed a like transportable scanner.
0: Exactly. Well, what do you think about this one? Do you think it's useful enough that, like, you would want to, like, give it a pass?
1: Yes, because I don't think the next tip is going to pass. Okay, cool. And, like, this would have been useful back in the day, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense.
1: Like, we we cannot, we cannot uh, denigrate Burn Notice for not being time-traveling wizards like you and I. True. Just because we can affect the past doesn't mean that they can see into the future.
0: Exactly. All right, so we'll keep that. So that's practical spy tips. But no- now the question is was there spycraft over violence in this episode
1: yeah i think so because bruce campbell had to you know yeah go on the fly yeah no i think so too once again it was spycraft making other people do violence on their behalf
0: yeah and there was also like literal spycraft from like an actual like cia spy it's true so like yeah i think so was there a memorable alias
1: not, Not, really. on part, so Not on Michael's part. On so. Michael's
0: part, I don't even think like Sam's alias is particularly particularly memorable.
1: I mean, he's Chuck Finley.
0: Exactly, it's just Chuck Finley, and like, uh, which is
1: going to get him a peak Bruce Campbell vote. But yeah, I don't think there was an alias. Yeah, no,
0: totally. Now where at least two supporting characters used well. Uh, did Fee get to blow something up or be the protagonist?
1: I feel like she well, she got to shoot guns a lot, and like she got to shoot guns arc- a lot, and and like argue with them about being a good sniper. Yeah, I think
0: that I counts. Did enjoy that. I did also. I do wish really like
1: she had been the one that shot the the frowny face with the sniper rifle.
0: But I did like that, like everyone got to shoot something.
1: Yeah, it's nice that they take turns. That they're they're learning how she, to share. No,
0: she did blow something up.
1: What did she blow? That up? was her
0: sniper. She blew up like a gas tank or something.
1: Oh, you're right. To distract when Michael is getting up on the dock. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Then Fee absolutely gets to bro- blow something up.
0: All right. And you just said that Sam gets peak Bruce Campbell.
1: Yeah, because anytime he's Chuck Finley and gets to do something, like, I think that that counts. He's getting yeah, to do no, his whole thing.
0: Jesse, was he a distinct addition rather than a redundancy?
1: Did he get to do anything with his fancy access this time?
0: I don't remember if he got to do much with his fancy access. Because gotten... they used
1: tools from the CIA, and then Maddie yeah. and Fiona broke into the DMV or whatever. The clerk's yeah. office.
0: Although I do think that like there was some sort of aspect of it that he's, I don't know. Not that much, really. Yeah, and, like, I don't think it so. It was really he was just another to guy watch there. him do the drug addict scene, though. But I, it couldn't true, But Michael would
1: have done that otherwise. Again, like. Exactly.
0: So yeah, maybe not quite that. But like, we did love the scene, though. If you're listening, Jesse, the character from Burnettas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kobe Belcom on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, Madeline, did she get a genuine emotional moment with another character or get to do the case of the week?
1: She got to do the case of the week. Well, once again, she, I guess she gets to do the CAA case. But I think that yeah. counts. The ongoing macro case she is now involved I mean, in. I kind
0: of. But like,
1: she, she, well, and she got to do character work.
0: But she got to do a character. She like definitely got to do like, yeah, she got to do fun character. Like, I don't that think
1: that it. I I don't want to quibble over the semantics of like case of the week has to mean the procedural case and not the like it, macro like, season. It, the thing case. is, like, it
0: does make a difference between the amount of screen time
1: sure but i don't think that like it matters the amount of screen time like the one time that she was in the cold open helping them out um and like they were worried that they had gotten her caught or something and then she comes out smoking and she's like i was fine the whole time like i think i would have counted that too because anytime madeline gets to be involved at all is is just what they were what they were using her for that week instead of just like using her house as a place to debrief so she can have a remark you know like she's never in the episodes as long as anyone else but at least in this case she gets to be involved rather than like smoke and be judgmental (laughs) because i think any part of her being involved is what we're looking for we just want her to be integrated into the plot as more than just like the Greek chorus you know right totally And so I think this counts. She got to be a Southern mother-daughter duo. She
0: did get to do that. And, like, even though, like, it's kind of dumb that, like, the girls are being used to, like, get mad about this thing that, like, he does all the time. It is, like, if they had done a better job of, like, pointing out that you do this a lot and, like, maybe, like, done, like, a 10% work to make, like, the thing that they've done to Sam Sam just a little bit more egregious, like, it's a valid criticism. I think
1: that the... Yeah, I think it is a valid criticism, and I think it could have been valid even in the constraints of this episode because, like, we've pre-established that Carmelo is like a psycho and hates Michael, and also it's not like Sam's like, oh, I should, I should take it since Sam, since Mike can't, but Michael is like volunteering Sam, basically. You know, he's yeah, like, I hey, go into thing. this really dangerous situation that we can't protect you yeah, from. I think
0: that's the thing that everyone's annoyed at that they vo- that he volunteered Sam,
1: right? And Sam kind of felt like he couldn't say no. Yeah.
0: And, like, that wasn't super clear. Yeah, and
1: there maybe could be a conversation about, like, the power dynamics of this team up, you know? Like, I think there's definitely something to be said about everyone is constantly trying to impress Michael.
0: Exactly. And, like, if it was, like, a little more focused better on that, I think, like, yeah. But, like, point is, I do kind of like the moment with V and Madeline at the end.
1: Yeah, I do. I do, too.
0: So I think that also counts for Madeline.
1: Anyway, so that's at least two supporting characters as well. So this is a great episode episode of Burn Uh, Notice. Did you get a specific... Uh, no no. (laughs) I'm not even going to engage with this how many yogurts were there? there was one that he ate and then several that no but then there were several that he planted which we have counted previously have we done that? yeah because remember when weasel guy that gets killed when Michael kills him because Fee's been kidnapped or something he gave him a gift basket of yogurts that we counted
0: okay cool I think there's like four to six but I can like check
1: Yeah, if you can check when you get screenshots, that would be very helpful. It's important that we keep this tally, Chris, for the science.
0: To be fair, though, I don't know if it matters, but they're empty.
1: There's still yogurts in frame. And presumably they're empty because Michael ate them, which is also funny.
0: Uh, I'm wondering, though, because they they did this really quickly because they had to run. Was he eating them in the car?
1: Yes, 100% he was, and I refuse to be, like, told otherwise. Okay. But yeah, he's just, right, like, definitely. housing yogurt. Like, I, I bet, like, he's in the car with, who is he with? Jesse? He's with is Jesse. Jesse with Fee? Yeah, so he and he and Jesse are driving, and Jesse's like, all right, you want to drive? And Michael's like, no, I can't. I, I There's no time. And he, like, starts shoveling yogurt, and Jesse's just like, come on, man, we can just, like, up. dump it. And he's like, we are not wasting this yogurt, Jesse.
0: I pay money for this yogurt. Do you know how much <laughs> money I have? It's not a lot. <laughs>
1: Because I hate it. I never use money except to buy yogurt and all of Fee's new fucking potpourri. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, this, this, this wasn't a like I a... I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't do it. Like, I, I mean, we've said it before and we'll likely say it again. The, like, most mediocre episodes of... These later seasons of Burn Notice are still, you know, heads and tails above the mediocre and bad episodes from the first couple of seasons. Like, we are definitely a higher overall quality of episodes in general. Like, the plateau is at a higher elevation than the previous plateaus were.
0: Yeah, our floor is, the floor is higher.
1: (laughs) The floor is higher and not lava. We like the callback to the Sam Axe movie because... (laughs) Yeah, why not? It was exactly. it seemed totally random too. Liked, it's like, why are these guys here? I liked that, like Jesse and then Fee and Madeline got goofy scenes back to back. Mm-hmm. I well, enjoyed. It's a, it's a Jason Tracy episode, so of course he's going to try to inject some comedy. Yeah,
0: and I think, it, I know, yeah, like the the thing with the sniper, it was like really fun. Yeah, it's not a great episode of television, but I did enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I didn't hate watching this weekend's worth of episodes. No. And that's always a good thing to, to realize.
0: Well, with that, there's nothing else left to say but to thank Vincent Yell for our theme music. If you want more, go to vincentyel.bandcamp.com. And bye.
1: I'm never fucking standing for a podcast again. This has been a fucking nightmare. I hate this. I hate this so much.
0: <sighs> oh, my God. Of course. No, it sounds awful. I would never.